Well, this is, uh, I'm so glad you came back to a second recording, Francesca. How lovely to see you. Well, it's lovely to be back. It's lovely to see you. It's lovely to now, be, to see, it's lovely to see somebody whose life is not going to be immediately impacted on Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, there's so much ground to cover here, isn't there? Although um, ultimately, all of our lives will be impacted, I'm supposed Oh, for sure. He's the president of the world, but only you guys get a vote. What a horrifying thought. So um, we're recording this on the 2nd of November. So we are, so tomorrow is the day that, but I gather that three quarters of the electorate have voted. Is that, is that what you're hearing? Or two thirds? Yes, more people have voted. From what I understand, more people have voted already than had voted in total in 2016. Um, we have voted. We, uh, Merrill, each state has different laws about early voting. And we live in Maryland, or as you would say, Maryland. And um, we voted the other day, a few days ago. The line wasn't terrifically long. It was about an hour in total. <laughs> um, because of course, it also has to be socially distanced. Um, everybody, where we live, we live in a bit of a blue bubble right outside Washington, DC. Um, we, if we get in the car and drive, we'll cross into Washington, DC within seven minutes um, and we could get to the Capitol building or the White House within a half hour, depending on red lights, what, how many red lights we hit. But um, we live in a bit of a blue bubble. <clears throat> so everybody was wearing masks. That wasn't an issue. Um, and there wasn't voter suppression. Um, everybody was friend very friendly at the polls. Although I did see you know, some Trump stickers um, and there were people outside the polls I don't know how it is in England, but uh, they can't be handing out campaign literature within a certain physical distance of the polling place. So they tend to set up um, tables, like card tables in the parking lot. <clears throat> so there was a card table for Biden and you know his campaign and a card table for Trump and his campaign. And some people were picking up Trump stickers. But um, I would say in this area, based on the yard signs that people have, um, the vast majority of people are in our neighborhood are Biden supporters. I have not seen any Trump signs in our neighborhood. And how does that and, compare to 16? Uh, sorry? How does that compare to 2016? Um, I think the same. I think in 2016, it was Hillary support in our neighborhood. Right. Um, and I've had a Joe, Joe 2020 sign in our backyard now for, in our front yard now for weeks, and nobody's disturbed it. We have, you know, I've read about people having signs ripped out of their yards. And mm. like I said, we live in a bit of a blue bubble. So nobody's messed with our sign or any of the signs in the neighborhood that I see. However, apparently this is not the case across the country. Well, it's not the case even for Joe Biden. I was watching on TV. Uh, please tell me this is not true. This Trump caravan that he was praising today that surrounded. It's true. The, yes. The, 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 did, they, the, did they engineer a crash or car crash or something? Well, this happened on Friday. Um, Joe Biden's campaign had a rally in Texas scheduled in Austin, Texas. And Austin is a bit of a, a liberal um, oasis in Texas. Uh, and they were on their way to Austin when apparently a caravan of Trump supporters in pickup trucks and cars and vans surrounded their very visible Biden bus very long bus that said Biden on the side, 2020. 
Um, Joe Biden apparently was not in the bus, but campaign, you know, his campaign uh, supporters were, uh, organizers were, and they try the now the Biden bus says they that the Trump supporters tried to force them off the road. If you watch the video, they definitely surrounded the bus and they definitely were were intimidating, acting intimidating towards the bus and trying to slow it down. They were pulling in front of it and everything. And one of the Biden uh, cars, I mean, sorry, one of the Trump cars sideswiped a Biden car um, and very violently sideswiped it. So yesterday we moved our daughter Fiona back up to New York City where she had been working before the pandemic. She's 24. And I'm not crazy about the fact that she's moved up to, back up to New York at this juncture historically, and not only because of the virus, but because tomorrow is the um, election. And I have no idea what's going to happen in the streets, in the cities and, and suburbs in this country. But in any case, we moved her back up. Her lease started. And on the way, we were driving through Staten Island, which is one of the five boroughs of New York. And we saw a whole lot of cars and trucks, pickup trucks and vans flying huge Trump flags uh, that said Trump 2020 and huge American flags from the back of the pickup trucks going in the opposite direction. We were on the highway and driving slowly. And I thought, what is going on? We saw at least 20 to 25 of them. And I thought, what's going on? And then later in the day, I discovered that this was a movement around the country to block the highways. And apparently they blocked the Tappan Zee Bridge, which goes across the Hudson River, uh, right north of the city, north of New York City. And they blocked the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey. And they blocked the outer loop of the Beltway that goes around Washington, D.C. to stop traffic purposefully. For what? purpose um to show their strength and support for trump they say but it's to me it's it's meant to be intimidating Mm. it's meant to be intimidating and was it oh i'd say so yes because i don't know if you've read this but gun sales have skyrocketed in this. i was gonna ask you about that and apparently a lot of first-time gun buyers it's not just people stocking up that are in militias apparently a lot of first-time gun buyers we do not have a gun. I have never wanted to have a gun. I never do want to have a gun. But sometime recently, I've been lying in bed at night, staring at the ceiling, thinking, am I stupid? Should we have a gun? That is incredible, isn't it? It's very depressing. And I was lying in bed the other night. I mean, we live, like I said, we live in a suburb that seems feels very safe. Um, and you know, we know and like our neighbors very much and, and don't feel unsafe in our home, but I was lying in bed thinking about, should I be boarding up the windows? Um, as you probably have heard businesses in New York and Washington DC, I know personally, I don't know about other cities, although I've read about them, they're boarding up their windows in anticipation of problems this week. And that's depressing and scary. So I've lived through a whole, I'm 61. I've lived through a whole lot of presidential elections. And I have never, ever, ever felt this level of anxiety and even fear. I'll call it fear. Um, I was going to call it anxiety, but I'm going to call it fear. Um, And, you know, these guys walking around um, with these huge guns, um, 
claiming that the, the Second Amendment gives them the right to walk around with AK-47 slung over their shoulders with bullets in them. It's just horrifying. And it's does it? Horrifying. Do, do, is, is, there, is that right in the Second Amendment? It depends on how you read it, but they've certainly gotten the support from the courts to do that. Um, you know, the problem with the Second Amendment, it says the right to bear arms, and then it mentions forming a militia, but I can't remember the exact wording. I should, but I can't. But the whole idea of the militia was, I think, meant as an organized militia. I think the word organized is even in there. It's just, you know, that's supposed to support a community, not intimidate others, not meant to intimidate others. But in any case, um, I ha fortunately, again, we live in Maryland and in Maryland, there's not, you don't see people walking around carrying guns. Um, but in some states in this country, you do, you know, some states in this country, you go into this supermarket to buy your groceries and the guy in line in front of you has a big gun over his shoulder or in a holster or the woman, you know, that's in line behind you is carrying two guns. It's astonishing, isn't it? In the, in the same country that, that gave us, you know, uh, 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 Mark Twain and, and and Thomas Jefferson and and Barack Obama, you know, in the country that's produced, it is the it is the you know I still think of America as being and I always have done as being a place of a tremendous excitement and possibility, you know, uh, 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 and as do you do you, I don't know how one feel you feel about your own country do you, do you feel that about your country. I feel like this country is more divided than I've ever experienced in my life. And I remember the 60s. I remember the anti-Vietnam protests. I grew up right outside New York City. And I remember going into the city. Most of my aunts and uncles and cousins lived in Manhattan. And we went into New York for all of our holidays and family parties. And I remember being a little kid walking the streets of New York and seeing the Black Panthers hand out literature you know, during the civil rights movement in the early 60s into the mid 60s and late 60s. And I remember, um, you know, the anti-Vietnam War protests in the mid late 60s, early even into the early 70s. Um, but I've never seen anything like this. Wow. Um, and I, I, you know, honestly, when we get off of this call, I'm going grocery shopping because I don't want to have to leave the house in the next few days. I'm going to buy whatever we need. Um, and all my friends are doing the same. And I've told Fiona to do that up in New York. And her friend's parents told her roommates the same thing. Um, so I expect that the supermarket will be kind of crowded because I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way. But I don't want to have to leave the house for the next few days. Because I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, now, there's been uh, there's movements now to... Um, you know, meet in DC and to protest. Oh, was that the link you sent me of? Um, yes. Um, uh, better, for the record, I better get this right. I'm just going to have a look at the messenger here uh, from Francesca Lee Winch. Here we are. This was shutdowndc.org. Yeah. Shutdown DC, exactly. So, Shutdown DC is, is talking about having sort of election protests. Um, all over the city. And so they have, if you go to their website, Shutdown DC, um, all one word, Shutdown DC, meaning Washington DC. Um, on November 4th, they have 
shut down attacks on democracy and we're going to hit the streets to confront the institutions and organizations that have been leading attacks on democracy throughout the 2020 election cycle. Uh, we'll march, you know, and then on the 5th, um, they're talking about shutting, uh, amassing around the White House. Uh, sh our attention to the White House, we'll shut down the White House, we'll develop the time tactics and scale of the action based on the status of the vote count, um, caravan or bike to circle the White House. Now, they're not calling for violence. This organization is not calling for violence, um, but I'm afraid of what might happen. Um, on November 6th, again, um, they want to, you know, uh, meet in D.C., to, to meet around businesses to express their concern about what Trump has done to democracy in this country. So they're not advocating violence. Um, and the left tends to not be gun-toting, you know, um, a, a, a gun-toting crew. Um, they tend to feel the same way I do about guns. But I'm afraid of what could happen. You know, if you have a whole lot of people um, in one location that are protesting Donald Trump's um, attack on democracy and his administration's attack on democracy, who else is gonna show right. up? Francesca, I'm just gonna pause for a second because uh, my, my very helpful guy has arrived to help me with my car. So mm -hmm. okay. if I just, if I record, if I press the, I'm gonna press pause on the record, okay? Okay, fine. That Let's take good. a comfort break for, for 10 okay. minutes or so. Okay, let me know when you're back. Okay, I will do. I'll, I'll, in fact, I'll end the meeting and then come back to you. Okay. Otherwise, no, I can just leave it running, can't I? You can get up and go away and do whatever you need to do. Okay. So I'll press, I'll pause the recording. But okay. I'm going to keep this bit in because it's Zoom recording. Okay, so we are now.